Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. And welcome to another episode of Dr. Drew After Dark. We appreciate it. Send your emails to drdrewafterdark, drafterdark at gmail.com. Also, the phone number, if you want to leave some voice messages, 818-253-1693. One day I'll learn it, so I don't have to look over at the screen. I'm going to get right to my guest because he's flipping the show all upside down already. My buddy, my uh, somebody I admire greatly. I do. Bobby Lee, comedian Bobby Lee. And I've been a fan of yours before I sort of feel like I became friendly with you. I feel like we're friendly. Am I right? I'm. I when I look at you, I, my body shivers. Oh, stop. Shivers no, I really. Because, on, because look at how we're dressed in here. It's, yeah. it's a refrigerator in here. It's today. like the revenant inside <laughs> here. So, what is going on here? I'm looking for a carcass to lie. Yeah, in. it's so cold. Why is it so cold in here? Because eh, I think they turned the heat on late. There's and, all uh, sorts of construction and stuff going on. We uh, got to get these vents in order. Voice, the voice <laughs> of God. The voice of God. <laughs> trying try to defend himself. It's it's that there's a there's a cement floor in your mom's house. And it gets very cold. It's like having an ice cake. Yeah, right now. you're standing yeah. on ice. But it's all right. The, the, I'm a professional. All right. I'm going to get through it. So now, but, when I look at you, I, I get shivers. Not because it's not a sexual thing. Not, I don't look at you. And go, wow, no, I'm that sorry, guy. Dis- I'm sorry, disappointed. Well, ahead. I mean, um, you're pretty cute for an older white dude. Okay. But yeah, I'm not, not into type. white dudes. Not your type. Yeah, yeah. What is your all. type? If it comes to dudes or just in general, uh, um, in my lifetime, uh, I'm I'm heterosexual. Mm-hmm. I would I would fuck Tom Hardy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now, if how about it's, the female side? My girlfriend. What? <laughs> right, is it, right? What, describe her. I don't know she's, your girlfriend. Oh, you don't know. She's half Filipino, but I'm not, I'm not into like half Asians. But, but the racial mix is the new it's black. It's the new deal. I mean, it's the, not new black. It's the new style. Right. I mean, it, it is. And, and it, it makes you realize that we're all just a bunch of mutts. Right. You really get down to it. And I mean, like 300 years from now, people are going to look more, more of the same, I think. I think it's going to be sort of a Eurasian-y thing right. with, with different skin tones. Yeah, they're right? going to look uh, Palestinian, I think, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it could be. Yeah. Um, but you. Bobby asked me to interview him first. He, he Yeah, because I don't like structures. I don't like when people go, well, when you're doing videos and you have to comment on videos. I don't like It's too controlling for me. I, I don't want to comment. I, I want I to be free. I don't want to be the boss of you, man. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I know I'm this is your show, that. so I don't want to dictate how I am, it goes. You can do all. You're free. I am free. I just want to be free. Let me have my little wings. Okay. So one of the things that Christina... Is See, I don't even know who that is. Christina P. Your mom's okay. <laughs> is, is interested in how comedians' minds work. So, yeah. where'd you grow up? I grew up in um, the beautiful um, city of San Diego, California. What part? A little town, a little community called Poway. And I don't know what it, it sounds means. like an Indian reservation. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. Um, my, my house was on an Indian burial ground. Well, that explains a lot. Thank you. <laughs> what does that mean? We'll I seem possessed. Do. I seem possessed. I will let people decide. That's fucking themselves. rude, dude. Dude, I'm I just... look. No, I'm normal. Yeah, yeah. Please, I'm fine. Please, you're, I love you. Yeah, you I love you too, that? dude. Okay, but the, what to me? What what I think of when I think of you and some of the things you do. And by the way, again, I'm a huge fan of your work. Um, just that one story you told about uh, your coworker at Mad TV, where she was a new player and I farted in her mouth. Right. Yeah. But I call that the Korean hello. It's a cultural thing. I understand you attempted to make that case, but the employer didn't. The, yeah, yeah. The employer didn't, didn't see didn't, it that way. Well, it was early. Like it was early in the morning. I didn't know who she was. 
She was a new actress on the show. So you needed to say hello. I wanted to welcome her to the show in a cultural way. And, and you, you knew she was a player. She was in the, in the team now. No, she, I didn't know. You didn't even know she'd been a player. I didn't know who she was. Okay. And she was sitting there eating yogurt. It's a very talented, I forget her name. Krista uh, Flanagan. Krista Flanagan, yeah. She was eating yogurt on the couch. Mm-hmm. And Wait, hold on, slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eating yogurt <laughs> on the couch. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And to set the whole scene. She yeah, by yeah, herself? She, by yeah, herself? and we're in a rehearsal space. She, she's sitting yogurt. there eating um, yogurt. Looking at the yogurt, of course. That's what you do when you eat yogurt, right? You don't really You have to concentrate, yeah, yeah because right, there's right, a spoon. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, in my, my gut said, fart in her mouth. Mm-hmm. It's your instinct, right? My instinct your says, instinct. Oh, exactly. And no, your cultural. No, cultural. It, no it was a survival instinct. Oh. Right? It's like yeah. me going, you know, you have to show your, ter- you know, like marking your territory. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. It makes more like sense a dog. Now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. She, you had an option. You could have peed on her or farted in her mouth. I've never peed on anybody okay. in my life. Okay. Well, yeah. that's and your that, that right you, there, you that's the assault. Yeah. That's yeah. assault. I get it. I get it. Not because culturally that, endorsed. Because then she has to change clothing. Yes, yes. Right? But I'm just giving her hot air and a, and a from howdy, inside my body a how do you do yeah how do you do yeah 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 so i grabbed the back of her head a fine how do you do yeah mm-hmm. and she was eating yogurt and she opened her mouth and i grabbed her head and i fought her in her mouth but you but you're you're the way you describe the story it sounds like you're front facing her how did you grab her head if you're giving her your your i your grab it like this and then oh you push yeah, first yeah so there's well, a that's lot always of, a good move forcing a woman's head that that goes well <laughs> these days i know wait yeah that that I'm sure the attorneys love that. I know. I, I'm not saying it was the right decision. Even you know, I read her. it wrong. I read the situation wrong. And she, and what happened when she you, cried? She started crying. Yeah. And what did you do? I giggled. Of course. Because I'll tell you why. I don't when understand why you crying. want to lay these videos because you're a perfect <laughs> setup for this. Yeah. Well, go ahead. She, the reason she why cried. is because um, when she, when she cried, I giggled because I giggled because. When I know I'm in serious trouble, nervousness. Out of nervousness. I, like I'll, I'll giggle at funerals, car accidents, car accidents. Yeah. yeah, because I don't know my body. I don't know how to deal with like real situations. You and Tom Segura were separated at birth. We were right. Yeah, yeah. And I just giggle. I ran over a dude in a motorcycle once. No. And he he was just laying on the uh, in the middle of the street, and I thought I had killed him, and I was just laughing maniacally oh. because I knew that like I was going to go to prison forever. And that must have read well in court. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in really big trouble. Oh, yeah, but it was. That, it turned out it wasn't my fault. He okay. was drunk. It okay. wasn't my fault. He was on a motorcycle. You that were was just, a long time you were ago. Just the dude laughing maniacally over him while he yeah, yeah. So I yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I farted in her mouth, grabbed it, and then um, an actor, uh, an actor attacked me. Oh, so somebody came after you. This guy named Ron Peterson, uh. a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, those Canadians attacked me. I know. Yeah. It's shameful when Canadians attack. And did he like lay you out on the ground? And- no, he started throwing punches, and I'm I'm pretty quick, you know. And then um, somebody put him in a headlock to, to pull him to away. Control him, yeah. And then I remember rehearsing and then going home, and then like when I woke up from a nap, <laughs> I had like you know that like that 500 messages of like, oh yeah, call somebody, call this, yeah, call your agent, call yeah. the producer. What happened? I was just in a lot of trouble. Like I had to do, I had to get a lawyer. Ooh. And then we had a meeting. Oh. And it was a whole fucking thing. And then I, 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 I pulled her aside at one point, and that was really serious. And I said, "Listen, I don't know what came over me." Giggling. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Because I knew that um, I could get fired. I could got fired, mm-hmm. right? And even, even worse. And I said, "Listen, I got you a five hundred dollar package at Burke Williams." seaweed wrap the whole thing mm. and i put you into like she was new on the show 
and it's so difficult to be on in a big sketch when you're first on a show. And I wrote her into like a co-lead with a pretty popular sketch that I do. And I go, I, I put you in the sketch. Please don't, please. Right. And she forgave me. Oh, yeah. she is large S. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't think a, that would have been good for her though to get so because at that's never good to sue people and stuff. It's always bad. But also, but, I'm I'm also like at that point I was like, you know, a pretty popular guy on the show, and that would have been that wouldn't have been good for her. Just just to fill it out for us, what what was the skit you wrote her into? It was a t character I did called Tank. It's, I think you can see it on YouTube. And are, are we smoking a vape or a pot? Here? No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I, you know, I've been sober for 17 years. Is that rude? No, I smoked in here. Not at all. I, I have no problem with vape. Oh, okay, cool. Thank I, you. I, thank I you. think uh, to me, I think the hysteria around vape is way overdone. I think for adolescents, not a great thing. For adults, no problem. Oh, thank you. And and, and tobacco is the problem, not nicotine. Tobacco is what kills people. Nicotine is right. harmless. So if you that keeps you off tobacco, vape it's away. It's been two now. years now, and this is you know I don't know. We we don't even know what this actually does yet. Like through well, time. Yeah, they're looking at it. They're looking. They're at looking it, very yeah. carefully at it. But there there is there is there is a moral panic over it. There is a moral panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are going. They can't find anything wrong with it, so they're hell bent to find something. Right, and it's I, not like tobacco, where it's like everyone's got emphysema, everyone's dying, everyone's got lung disease, everyone's got heart disease, <laughs> everyone's having strokes. Yeah, it's like we're going to find what's wrong with this stuff. We know it. Yeah, like, no, I don't think you are. I don't think it's going to happen. Also, children, because of the flavors, yeah, right, it's more appetizing. Right, for they them. need the yeah, adolescents. Yeah. We're not talking about that. Yeah, and, we're not talking about. Although that. there, although there is a curious reduction in drug alcohol and tobacco use where you see high levels of vaping. Really? Interesting. Right? Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Dr. Drew also, I just want to, because I love you. Uh -huh, thank you. That was great. It was great. You have warm hands. I, I warm heart. Thank you. <laughs> that's me. I got the warm hands. That's great. Yours are cold as shit. And I know, very cold, <laughs> yeah. I have no heart. But my point is, is this, last night my brother and I got in a fight because, because uh -oh. um, you're a doctor. Okay. And we were eating dinner and he looks at me across the dinner table and goes, dude, you know you're an incel. Have you heard of incel? Yeah, I forgot what it is. Though. What I'm going to tell you what it is. Yeah. It's men yeah. who are involuntarily oh, yeah, yeah. celibate. Right. And I go, you have, you have a girlfriend. I know. He goes, you got that through fame. What difference does it make how you get your partner? But that's what I'm saying. I, I think I am an incel. Meaning what? If I didn't have the fame and money... I know, but listen. Yeah. I know you're shaking your head. Uh, it, 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 you could then everybody's an incel that has something that's attractive about them. Bad Brad Pitt's an incel if he had his face, face burned off. Right? You know yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. logic I don't like. Right. Well, so what you're saying that that that, that I'm not an incel. It's no. Like any, no. So somebody that like, all right. So let's say an incel did get famous. He started getting girls. He would no yeah. longer be an incel. Correct. And and I would argue. Whatever it is that becomes attractive about you gives people a chance to then get to know you. They're not going to stay with you if they don't love you for who you are. Right. But I also want to tell incels out there right now. All right. Tell is them. the reason why I get girls is because I was an incel and it motivated me to do something outside the box so I can get girls. Okay. So the reason you're a comedian is sex. Chicks. Look, hey, it's the reason most of the rock bands that came on Loveline over the years were, were playing the guitar. Yeah. Because they wanted they were outcast loser dudes who figured out how to play the guitar. Yeah. They tracked a bunch of girls. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. you know, it, well, was, it, was, it was also, it has to do with making money and, make, so, you know, and all the things. But why comedy? What's up with comedy for you? How did you know you had a comedic instinct? And I, didn't, did I, I never even thought of even doing it until 
it came before me. Meaning, how did it happen? Wait, because I was 23. Yeah. What were you, what were you doing at the time? I do, I, first of all, I, on, and my parents searched, researched this. They thought that I had 40% Down syndrome. And, and did, I, I, did, I, did you? Well, I don't No, It turned out that you can't have 40%. Right, right, right. Right. Well, you could have a 40% below average IQ. Right. But yeah. they thought that there was some sort of like deficiency. Yeah, I get it. Or something happening in my brain. Yeah. Because I got ADD? all F's. All F's in high school. And, and the Korean Asian guy, all oh, F's? It's, it's, uh, yeah, right, 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 right. I myself now. I can't believe they didn't oh, kill themselves. I'm surprised they didn't slit <laughs> their throats. But they thought, no, maybe he... Uh, we thought, you know, or whatever. Yeah, they have know? to come up with some explanation. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I so, can't say that. I, I'm not allowed to say the, the, the R I, word. I was just doing that he for my dad. Mentally deficient. Oh, he used the R word. Your dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I just said it, but I, I don't want people to get all angry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That no. I said it. That was my dad saying. Yeah. It. And did did uh, did? Well, you go it turns to, out I didn't have it. Did you go to college? No, I went to junior college. Oh yeah. And then uh, junior, my dad found out yeah, that junior, I junior, didn't go to any classes. I was in this little room. They had pianos at Palomar College. And I would just show up and I would just play the piano. Are you a pianist? Do you, do you play? I you do just, play the piano. Thank did, you. Did you learn that from a young age? My parents made me do it. But that, you could do that. So obviously you had some Right, talent. but they, because the, I had all apps though, that they thought that there was something mentally wrong with Do you me. still play piano? Yes, I do. What Why? kind of stuff do you play? I just improvise. So you don't, you're not classically trained? I am. I, I mean, as a kid, I used to... Um, my my parents had teachers that were like really strict. So you pick up Chopin, you pick up. I did Chopin. I you know I tried to do. Um, I love this. You know, not Rachmaninoff, but like you know. Well, you that's probably very you difficult. probably could have done rock if you'd really 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 played. tried. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, my but, son has a piano teacher like that. Oh yeah, he, no, but they and used he, to slam. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam the lid on your fingers if you got it wrong. I, I had that when I was a kid. Yeah, me but, too. But but my my kid's uh, piano teacher would hit his hands up, like knock them up. Yeah, and. Uh, he was Armenian, uh, uh, but but Soviet trained, like in the yeah, Soviet era. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I yeah. like it. Heavy, it really yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah, I like that stuff, right? I do too. Because I think there's a, uh, I think. Um, I that, wish I'd had that. Yeah, and I also think that my parents being super strict mm -hmm. helped me become the person that I am now. So what was the what were the F's all about? That I just didn't get good grades. What you just you weren't mean? interested. You have ADD. No, I, did you no, be depressed? I, just, I tried. You did not try. You yeah, I, how do you know? Because you're smart. No, I tr I read the books, the history books. Have you ever been tested for learning disability? Or I'm afraid because I think I I feel like if I get like an IQ uh, yeah. IQ test, well, no, you're gonna come I, back like thirty. Not IQ. No, no, oh. no, no, no. I mean like a learning disability assessment. It's different. No, no, no. I I didn't. I, I honestly. Did, did you feel less than because of the F's? Doctor Drew, when I was a senior, I went into my math class, and my brother was in my math class, and he was a freshman. Mm. That showed me that there was something going on. You would, like the like mentally, like I need a career in comedy. Handicapped. What did you think about your career choices at that point? Well, I, they had like peer, not peer counseling, but like a you know, a counselor that yeah. would like help help you with the, your future uh -huh, career. Uh -huh. And they go, maybe you can go into wood shop. Oh yeah, like Cer I was ceramics, that guy. ceramics, like ceramics, like yeah. in the Ghost. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, so and, I like I thought I was gonna be fucked. So you left college. Well, I went to six months of Palomar and I stopped doing it. Did you have any trauma growing up as a kid? Oh, yeah. What happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. Aside from the abuse of uh, heavy, Oh, no, I, um, I was molested. Were you? So maybe that, maybe that uh, no, affected no. you. You weren't. No, you I was. You were. But maybe I, don't think affected, it, I don't think it affected me. But it affects your concentration. I, I, don't, I don't think it did. <laughs> How old were you? I just, well, because I was a kid, I was eight or nine, and he, 
I was molested by a guy with Down syndrome. Oh, wow. I do it in my act. And I honestly wanted the candy. Right. There's always something that the yeah, kids want to get no, out honest, of. No, this is the truth. And yeah. this is going to sound really terrible. Yeah. But he, I, we lived in Minnesota and there was an ice skating rink by our house. But mm -hmm. in the summers, it was just a field. Right. And there was a shack where the Zamboni is. Of course there is. And he stayed in the shack and he had all this candy uh, on these rafters. Of course. And he would lure kids in there once. I went there every day for three summers in a row mm -mm. because I wanted the candy. Mm -hmm. And he goes- And the attention. And I wanted the attention. And yeah. he goes, touch it. And I go, yeah, but can I have this? He had the dipping candy, right? So sometimes on my podcast- Has a little bit of a different implication of that setting. But yeah, go, <laughs> right, right. Go ahead. But on my podcast, people will send me dipping candy because they know that story. Nice. Feels good. And, and but, it, but it, it does affect your ability to concentrate and regulate and all kinds of stuff. I yeah, I, well, listen. That's the thing about trauma. You you can't be subjective about it. You can't be objective about it, rather, because you're. I don't you know. know if I was. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, it could have led directly to you farting in somebody's mouth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it did. So, <laughs> so pretty clearly, there's maybe a connection there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what? You're right. I mean, maybe um, when that happened, I learned, and also because my dad was so physically violent. Ah, okay. Now, yeah, he was an alcoholic. Oh. And my my mom was well, that's why missing you're a, teeth but because that's why you're a, my dad used to punch her teeth out. That, but okay, so that's why you're a setup for the sexual abuse, right? Because kids that are in these domestic violence situations, physical abuse, they 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 look for somebody to like to treat them nice. Just give me some candy, you know. Could it have just been I was a cute baby or no? He couldn't resist you. There's that. that, that they yeah, the guy with Down syndrome couldn't resist you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 that's three major adverse childhood experiences, right? And oh, as, this is why I'm here. Well, and it, it also... See, when I, like, when I do this on other podcasts, I talk about the real shit. Yeah. They just kind of gloss over it. No, no. But now you're getting into it, right. and it's making me feel funny. Well, but I like stop it, me. Stop me. No, I don't want to stop. I want, I want you to do it because but I if, like if it. If you get five adverse childhood experiences, you're guaranteed drug abuse, abuse essentially, if not drug addiction. Right. So I imagine that figured in. Yeah, but isn't it... Don't you think drug addiction is... Um, Hereditary? Oh yeah, to get, uh, that's why I said drug abuse. Abuse. Because, but but if you also then have the gene, then, right, you get, right. then you get addiction. Yeah, it was like a setup of for disaster because you had alcoholism in the background. Alcoholism in the family. I was um I had a violent uh, Korean upbringing. Mm. Um, as is the custom. As the custom. No, it really is because my whole not, my, not the kind of violence though. Aggressive maybe, but not that kind of violence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then I just also also had like just this um. And a personality type that was just kind of rebellious as it was. That's that's in reaction to all that stuff. It is. Yeah, yeah. And and so were you using drugs during high school? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's the F. Yeah, I. You know, in high school, I went to three drug rehabs. All right. There's the F's. Yeah, and then I also um, oh, I also did some gay things. Then that's the sexual abuse, right? Yeah. So because like like there it was spins a, your sexual identity. You try to figure out what you yeah. can. You're adolescent. You can't figure out what I am. Like dudes, this, would, dudes would literally at parties, and when I was like in middle school and stuff, we would get drunk and stuff, and okay. people would just grab my head and make them suck. Well, because you were a victim, penis. they were a victim, and the victimizers knew. Here I just we go. like the party. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, you are so, a party. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and so, so how, how did you find sobriety? Well, what happened was, um, I was just obviously missing a lot of school. I mm -hmm. stole like 15 grand from my parents' safe mm -hmm. and I bought a bunch of drugs and stuff and I ran away from home. Okay, well that's a opiate move. So you're taking some painkillers? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, that's, wow, very- I know, I know this disease yeah, yeah, yeah. inside and out. Inside and out. Yeah. And I um, had already been, the last time I went to rehab, I already been to two places. Mm -hmm. And this third time, 
I came home and my parents, I thought were, I ran away from home, but I came home to get a change of clothing. And my parents' cars were in the driveways, but I knew how to get in the house. Mm-hmm. And then when I got in the house, my mom was on my bed crying. Mm. And I, I punched her a bunch of times. Like it was really fucked up. Were you, were you just out of your head? That was out of my yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 I was on a Me- meth binge. Yeah, okay. It sounds like meth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, then my mom forced me into her car to drive me to school for some fucking reason. Whoa. Right? And I jumped out of the car oh. while it was driving. Oh. And then I ran down this field. And my mom had this red Mustang. And she was like... Driving you know, on the field. Yeah, driving on the field to find, find. It was really a disaster. And I fell on um, a, like, a, like a pothole, a hole. I fell on the ground. And then something happened to me, dude. I had a spiritual awakening. Right in that, in that pothole. In, in, I had what they say, they say, a moment of clarity. Yeah. And yeah. How, did it, how did that speak to you? What were the kinds of thoughts you were having at that moment? The only thing, it wasn't a thought though. It was more of a, um, a feeling of warmth and a feeling of hope that I've never had before in my life before that. That, I, that, that for some reason, everything was going to be okay, right? But I knew that I had to get sober, Oftentimes, in the kind of situation you're describing, people will have a, a, the initial thought would be, this is not supposed to be my life. What the fuck? Yeah. Was it that? Yeah. It was that. And it was also, um, I would have little thoughts like when I I used to like, you know, there's a friend of mine, I used to go to his house and we smoked pot in high school. Mm -hmm. And one day I was smoking pot with him and we had missed school and he looked at me and goes, you know, dude, we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives. Is he still? I don't know. I, yeah. I lost contact with him from high school, like, but oh. I looked at him and it struck me in the heart. Yeah. Like, oh no. Well, interesting. Usually those moments of clarity follow some sort of novel interpersonal experience. Usually it's with a new kind of person, usually a sober person. Mm. This is the first time I've heard of a drug addict getting through to another drug addict. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> it's yeah, pretty yeah. Good. Because uh, he he's kind of scared me. Like, I, yeah. this that this is not what I want. And maybe he was having his moment of clarity right then and there. That could have, that could have been the case <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I went to um my then my mom picked me up. Well, now you're treatable. At that moment, you're treatable. Right. And yeah. I went to this place called the McDonald yeah. Center in La Jolla. And but here's another second thing that happened that was um a god shot. Mm. Not, you know, when I say God, I don't mean it's something. It, uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what? For the average person, we, that's a shorthand for something magical was happening in my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was open to it, too. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I had um, a bad day at treatment, and I... Meaning? I, I, I did, I did, what does that mean? I just was... I woke up... You know, you know when you first have that spiritual awakening... You ha- you're on a pink cloud, yeah. right? So the like ne- uh, the negativity came in, right? And then one day I was in treatment, yeah. and the alcoholism and the negativity yeah, and all yeah, the yeah. brain stuff started yeah. kicking so, in. So again, for people that may not know how that works, the, the in this disease of addiction, you you see negativity everywhere. You blame everything. It's your brain's way of trying to get you to go use. That's right, what that's is. what it was. Yeah, yeah, and I also was trying to like get out of the place. Well, that's like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah right, right, right. Because because the feeling whenever the, the feeling is for opiate, you were coming off opiates. More, but at that point, no, I was. I had already gone through that detox. Okay, because like, opiate withdrawal, the, the part no one ever talks about is there's a sense of desperation. Desperation yeah. is part of That's the most uncomfortable part of the withdrawal. And in response to that desperation, addicts think, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. But if you're not coming off opiates, the I get to get out of here is your brain going, use, 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 use. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I did an outburst. I said, you know, I, hey, to the counselor and some kids, I, I go, there are no Koreans. 
Oh, that's why I need to get out of here. Racist. Right. No, you You're know, I, I, that was my point of yeah, view. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. There are no Koreans in Sobride or any of the meetings I go to, right? <laughs> we aren't supposed to be here. Uh, whatever. I did that fucking thing, right? <laughs> I love it. And they, and they were little, they were a little, you know, taken aback yeah. about my little explosion. Yeah. But something happened the next day. Mm-hmm. I got a knock on the door, and one of the counselor goes, um, There's someone in the lobby to see you. I go, Who is it? They go, just come out in the lobby and meet him. And I came out in the lobby and there stood before me a Korean man. Oh. With long white hair uh. down to his like shoulders. A sensei. Right. He had tattoos to his wrist. Nice. And he stood there. He looked like a character from Mortal Kombat. Yes, yes. And he stood there like this, right? Did he and speak to you in Korean? No, he didn't know Korean. <laughs> Do you know Korean? A little bit. Okay. He was adopted when he was 11. Uh. And he did maybe a little Korean, but he never talked, spoke to me. I just Korean. think it would be much cooler if he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And he looked at me and he goes, I, Dan. I go, you're Dan? He goes, I, your sponsor. Oh. And So they went and got a, a temporary a pro- sponsor for you. Oh, but this dude had a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, this, no, they know what they're doing. Listen. This dude was hardcore, bro. I'm telling you, that's a good program you were in. It was, yeah, yeah. And, and then And, and then so then what up. happened, I got out, right? And I would say shit like, because I was kicked out of school for so for so so many times, that the school my high school was like you're not going to graduate with everybody, and Dan goes you are. I go how? You're going to do zero period. You're going to do lunch period. You're going to do night school. You're going to do a school on Sunday mm-hmm. to catch up. Plus he had me do like nine meetings a week. Wow. Plus I had to go to school. And you did it. I did it all. The, okay. Do that the. the that speaks to your moment of clarity because if somebody hasn't had that and you try to get them to do that, no way. Right. No way. I was willing to do anything right. it took well, that's to when, stay alive. That's right. And that's what people say when they're really ready. They go, I'll do anything. You go, okay, ready? You're, anything? Yeah. Right, here we go. But that, and, that, but that, can I just say this is that mm-hmm. I know this about myself. I can't take a lot of spiritual pain. I can take emotional pain. I can take physical pain for, for years. But when it comes to my soul, mm. right, I have a window of two years of using, and then I can hit bottom again. There's just something about it's, you're depleted. I'm depleted. You've depleted your yeah. yeah I, get it. I get desperate, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, um, because of Dan and because of that regiment that he had me on, you know, immediately I would go to like, you know, he would go with his sponsor and stuff. We would go to like spiritual retreats as a junior in high school. To go to like a monastery and wow. learn about meditation, learn about silence, you know what I mean? Learn about like living Man, in the moment. You're so lucky. Dude, you're learning life skills back then. Like I learned the power now, like Eckhart Tolle shit mm-hmm. back when I was a junior in high school. Like this is the kind of shit that I was educated to. So I was mm-hmm. so lucky in that way. But I have to say that I was willing. Yeah. You yeah. have to be willing. Uh, it's sort of more than willing. Yeah. Willing to do whatever it whatever takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah. So good for you, man. So then so this is what happened. So then I when, when I, I graduated from high school, like with everyone else, mm. he he did it for me. Right? Yeah. And then I um immersed myself in um recovery. So I stayed at home and I did a living amends to my parents. Wow. So I would work at their store for free. Oof. I was there like I would, you know. Did they I, have any idea what was going on? They, they, did, they, they did. They were like. Because they took the classes as well. Okay. Some, you know, and um, they did the best they could as yeah. Korean parents. And, and I. Did um, your dad get sober? No. No. Yeah. He didn't, but. um, That's his journey. 
That's his journey. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, to me, it was like a cultural thing or something, but he didn't. But he did. He didn't become violent. Right. He stopped hitting my mom and mm -hmm. people in the house. But um, that was something that just didn't happen for him. Good. You know, he's well, still he, alive, but yeah. But he, he changed in a very positive way. And that, that's what usually happens when somebody makes a big shift. The, everyone's got to come along in yeah. some fashion. But here's the thing. Here's how I think. So I went to this recovery, McDonald's, which was in La Jolla. So check this out. When I, I lived at home for a couple of years, but when I did move out, I moved to La Jolla because that's where all the kids I went to rehab with. Yeah, yeah. That's where Your all my meetings, meetings were. were. Yeah, yeah. And I would, I would sure. go outside of La Jolla sure. as well. Sure. But then now, check this out. By being in La Jolla, I got jobs in La Jolla, which is like working at a coffee shop right next to the comedy store. And, and, and did, did you... Did you immediately think, I wonder if I could do that? No. Or just by working that you started by hearing working, about it? No, just I was working at this coffee shop. Yeah. I was living next, you know, working next to the comedy store. And when that coffee shop closed, they had a help wanted sign there. Oh my gosh. So I went next door to get a job and the manager gave me a job there as a bar back. Then by being me, they being there, right? I was able to watch open mic nights. This is in 1994. Wow. Right? Yep. I, in it, I, I thought to myself, you should try. Did you fall in love with it anywhere? Or just sort of. No, but I was at a, I was at a, um, a meeting and I spoke at a men's meeting, North Park men's. And after the meeting, I, I crushed. Like it was, I it crushed was like at a, the comedy show. No, no, at the meeting. At the meeting. Okay. Yeah. Right. At the meeting, yeah. I crushed it. Yeah. I wasn't even meaning to be funny. Yeah. It just people were like dying laughing. Yeah. And then afterwards, a man that I never saw before or after, older man came up to me and goes, you should do comedy. And I go, why? He's like, there's something about you that's really just in, like intrinsically funny. And he was a ghost, right? He he was came. Like, <laughs> and I, I, honestly, I never saw him before wow. or after, wow. right? So then when like six months later, when the comedy store closed, I mean, I mean, the coffee shop closed and the comedy store got me a job. I got a job there. You were thinking. I about already, it. it was already now a seed was uh, planted. And then so in my mind, and I know I, I, people probably don't believe in stuff like this, but in my mind, it's all a part of this like the Bobby well, Lee plan. Well, at least you were open to all these things. And, yeah. and, and I would argue that whatever that Bobby Lee plan is, it's, it's something that comes from attunement to something out here. And in here, simultaneously, right? You, you, what you're saying, it I'm, could I'm be some sort heart. of. You think it's some sort of manifestation? I mean, desires and drives always manifest, right? But, but I think it's it's that that openness and that attunement and that spontaneity and to to whatever comes out of your body in terms of ideas and feelings. Yeah, you're open to it. Yeah, and if it and it resonates with what's coming at you from the world, you move on into it, right? But also. On top of it, it had a lot to do with at 23. Yeah. The only women that I had been with were prostitutes. Right? Yeah. So that was also, and also I was running out of money. Like I couldn't make, I waited tables as well. But in my head, I'm like, I'm, how am I going to ever buy a house? And how am I going to keep this prostitution problem going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, you how, were sober doing prostitution? Yeah, yeah. That's not good. And that's not good. Did you tell, what's his name? Yeah. The but, Korean dude? Yeah, Dan. But like, um, it's not like I had addiction, but it's like 
I, off I, your head? I had to, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, I, so Dan signed off on it in some fashion. In some fashion. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not exactly spiritually. It's not spiritual, but yeah. you know what? I mean, it happened. Yeah. So, but yeah. basically, um, <laughs> but basically it was like a, a bunch of things like, how am I going to, what my future, the guy said that, you know, I should do it. Yeah. Oh wow, this comedy store. Yeah, and you, you, and you and so just all these throw, elements. You move, you move right. towards it, and then and then let's for people that weren't Mad TV fans. So it's Alex Borstein, you, yeah, Mo, Key and Peel, Key and both of them. Both were of in them it. were on it. Yeah, Mo Collins, Mike Barinholtz. Mike yeah, Barinholtz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just I, like an, at the time, uh, uh, Will Will Sasso. Sasso, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving some a couple people. Brian Callen. Oh, oh, no, we left somebody else out important. Mike McDonald. Oh, Michael McDonald. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. Yeah, and and. and and hey, we we uh, experienced you guys. You were part of that group that would come over and do Love Lime because we were on the same campus. We all we, I did it with. Lime. I remember doing it with Arden and all those guys though. But, but you were but there. I, that I think I know. Was, I know. I didn't do that. I did something. A, a, you came a radio, radio show. show. You, you came on the radio yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they used to come on the TV show. Sasso and at least a couple other guys would come on the Baron Hearts. I think would come on the TV show every year because we did like five seasons or something. And every year, every year from the first season of Mad TV. They would come in there in June and go, that's it, we're out, we're done, we're done. They're canceling us. Oh, right, right, right. And then, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. season three, I'm like, look, I know we've said the last two times, this <laughs> yeah, time, yeah, for yeah. real, we're yeah. canceled, for yeah. real. And just keep going, keep going. It, it went, went 14 on. years out. Every year, I went. I came in on year seven. So basically, oh, that's I, why, because it started with us, like right. year one through four, where they were telling so us. So let me just work on the timeline. So yeah. I started in 95 stand-up, working in La Jolla, and then four years after that, I got The Tonight Show. Wow. That's right? crazy. Leno, crazy. Yeah. right? So it happened really quickly for me. And then as soon as I did that, I got Matt TV. But it's interesting how if you're doing something that lines up with your natural talents, it is relatively easy. Y if you have those talents. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. here's the thing. It's just that I, um, I've always liked, loved comedy. I, you know, I mean, if you, you I, I remember watching, you know, there's a guy named Blake Clark. No one really knows. He was done some Adam Sandler movies, but. I ran into Blake a couple of weeks ago and I go, hey, dude, I saw your Tonight Show in the late 80s. And Blake Clark goes, wow, you're the first person to ever say that to me. Mm. Because I liked all of it. So Not you, just you Pryor are, yeah. or Carlin. Yeah. Anytime there was a stand-up, like if I saw Kathy Ladman or any of these. I always, I, I didn't know it at the time. But you pre had an appreciation But I had a, an appreciation yeah. and, and, and I couldn't believe... Can what does comedy do for you? It does. It's you know, comedy has done everything from it's. It's literally, it changed my life. It, it, it in terms of your career, but in terms of making people laugh, what does it do? It does nothing. That's not your thing. <laughs> you you didn't get like a moment of no, addiction because, to that. I'll tell you, like I'll that, that meeting that didn't think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is an addictive quality to yeah, it, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, the initial like, oh my God, and then the attention and they all love that stuff. They love me. But that right there is, um, I understood that as false. a false. Yeah, because um, you were well in your recovery. But still, it must have zinged you in some way. It, it, every, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you right now, what happened was when I did stand-up, I stopped going to meetings. You know that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Because it, it replaced it. Uh. And then when I was 30, yeah. and when Relapse. I got back TV, I relapsed. Yeah, so perfect. And I almost died. Yeah. I almost fucking died, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, that's the, where this thing goes. And right? that's why now I have now, I then uh, two years later, they fired me on Mad. I got sober and then they rehired me. And now I have um, 17 years, March. Congratulations. Yeah. So thank you. But it's um, it's a big deal. People don't understand that. But yeah. So I've been deal. in and out, you know, that one time. But you're um, helping others? Yeah. 
You figured out your what, sexuality. Didn't see, you? no, I'm, I'm heterosexual. Okay. Yeah, 100% heterosexual. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here so we go. You want to do the video? Let's now? do the videos. Right. Uh, I wish but see how that was better to do it this way. Yeah. yeah. Because now we get to like you know we, we we opened up we we bonded. Yeah. We connected. You know. And your response and to now, the videos will make these sense videos, now. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do you got for us? Okay, Jack. All right. So I got some voicemails for you okay. uh, from someone that uh, is giving you know is trying to get a hold of a lady that he met earlier that day, and this is the natural progression of these voicemails. Okay. So there's a lot of stalking behaviors going on these days. Young males, a lot of it, and uh, Tom and Christine are particularly. They are, what shall we say, admirers of, of that whole genre. So here we go. Hi, Ashley. This is David. It's 5 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. I don't know what time you're coming home. Oh. If you have time, maybe we can go right here in Brentwood. We can have dinner together. Can you call me back, please? 310-941. Bye-bye. Okay, so a uh, little bit aggressive already. Yeah, right? so that's uh, just message number one. Oh, that's only one. Yeah, that's oh. the first. That already is a red flag. Yeah. Well, I, I could. Uh, so you can understand a young guy doing that is sort of not really understanding how to how to navigate, how to nuance the. Yeah, intensity. but already though, I, I know he doesn't know what he's doing. I know. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You know, you have to keep it cool. I know. Hi, Ashley. Oh this is no. David is seven thirty p.m. Tuesday night. I have a miss phone call on my phone oh. i don't know if you were trying to call me back oh boy uh, i missed you or uh, oh. what happened or my phone it didn't ring oh. yeah but i have your number as a missed call the missed if call was a call me, call can or you something. please call me back again nice 7 30 p.m all right three one zero nine eight so that's like giving a heroin addict a little boost of heroin. Just the idea that she called him back. Right. Yeah, which that's of, message number which two. Which, of course, the next one. Oh, wait, let me, let me, let me, before I want to prepare myself. Yeah, how many messages are there? How many messages? There? Because already right now I'm like um, I'm flipping scared. Out. Yeah. So how many messages are there? Um, I would say there's probably like between five and seven. Oh. Can we jump ahead No, a let's go. Bit? No, let's, right, go, let's go, go. Let's go. Let's go. I like the build. Right, I like right, the build. Go ahead. Let's go. Here we go. Hi, Ashley. This is David. It's nine o'clock. I don't think you can be that busy not to return my phone call. Can you just call me for five minutes? Let me know if you are available to go out or I should stop calling you and uh, just forget about you. I thought you are a decent human being, but it seems to me uh, you are not. So I don't know what to tell you. I thought you are someone I can talk and you're somebody decent. So can you just call me for five minutes if you're not available so I can just throw your number to the garbage? Wow. Now he's sweet talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's so then, that. yeah. And then Christina and Tom, they had, they had an interesting take on it. Uh, that last one? That you can't saying? be that busy. Right. You like, can't be that busy. And a decent person wouldn't be that busy. Impossible. Decent no. human beings aren't busy. So do you, are you going to call me back or should I throw your shit in the trash? Right now. <laughs> you can feel just the end. He goes, yeah. so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. Which yeah. is, it's like almost a murderer's ploy yeah. of like his yeah. brain was, kill was you. deciding yes. whether to say something aggressive or not. And then he ended with like, or, or do I throw it in that garbage? Oh, <laughs> like yeah. He, he didn't know whether to be like, fuck you. Or right. Throw it to the but dogs. He, but he but, saved himself at the end by just saying, just Come on, call come me on, back. Or, come on. or do I just need to stop this? I wonder if he calls again. 
Uh, Let's stop. Here, here's what's even scarier is you know, we li we're listening to the phone call. Yeah. We're not looking at him sitting on oh, the couch. I know. I like, know. Like this and just sitting there. Yeah. Right? For yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. And just thinking about it. Oh. And then looking at the phone. We're not seeing that part. Oh, my God. Him sharpening the knives. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking at the gun, seeing if the bullets are still in there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Actually, again, you call and the phone is disconnected. I don't know what the fuck is wrong uh -oh. with your phone. Uh -oh. Every time you call, you disconnect it. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this phone call or the way it is. I uh -oh. cannot even talk to you. What is this? End of message. Oh Jesus! Here do we even know how? Aggressive. Do we even know how he got her number? Do we know what happened? Like where where this encounter happened? Yeah. Is it has Ashley ever called into your mom's house to explain what happened? We're not, this was just sent into your mom's house. Yeah. Um, so we're not sure how this guy got this number. We okay. just know that he did. Right. And, it probably uh, you know what it is. It's somebody. Yeah. The, the mistake is she gave the, her real number. This is why women don't women don't give the real number. It, this guy fucked it up for all of us. Yeah. 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 You are fucking asshole, motherfucker, prostitute. You suck so many dick, motherfucker, prostitute, cocksucker. You are prostitute just like your mother. You are a fucking asshole, cocksucker, motherfucker, prostitute, motherfucker. Yes! And, 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 I love him now. And this gets worse. You know what it is, guys? I kind of relate to him. I relate to him. Have you done this? I have. You punched, no, I have, no, no, you, you punched your mother. No, 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 no. You punched your mother. When I, okay, let me just say something. My brother and I, yeah. when I was in a senior in high school, yeah. I used to go, let's drive by Rebecca's house. That was a girl you liked? Yeah. Because yeah, I'm, in, I'm into unrequited love. But, but no, that is called stalking behavior. It's unrequited love. That is fucking stalking behavior. Unrequited love. Call it what you will. No, I'm telling you, it's. I'll it may be can that. Can I tell you why? The behavior is stalking. No, can baby. I tell you why it's not stalking? Mm -hmm. Right? Why? Because I f was friends with her. Right? Oh, I'm sure she loved and, you. And I didn't jerk off, right? That's nice. And I, all I did was this we would drive by her house, it was right by her window, right? Yeah. And, I, and we would sit there for hours. <laughs> That's not stalking behavior. I, I know. There's nothing and about then, it. And then as soon as she turned the light off to go to bed, I would turn to my brother, she's safe. Oh, you had, you were watching over yeah, her. Oh, I see. So you're an altruist. I so, care. So to be to be fair to you, the adolescent stalking is very common. You know, sort Thank of, you. Sort of gentle. God, you stalking. make me feel weird. Yeah, man. but but we're seeing it now in young adults a lot. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And this guy's that. Yeah. Hey, you motherfucker, motherfucker! I know. Call me, and you say so many bad words. You are prostitute like your mother. So ugly, short, motherfucker. You should go and fuck so many black dick right in Sunset Boulevard, mother prostitute. You are so ugly, motherfucker. You think I really, I mean it, I said you are beautiful? You are cocksucker, motherfucker, ugly, fucking short girl, cocksucker, motherfucker. Don't call me and say bad words because you are so ugly, motherfucker, you could go and suck my dick. You don't, you don't even... Wanted to suck my dick because you're so ugly, motherfucker. I have to put a pillow on your fucking face not to see your what? fucking face. Ugly, short girl, sucker, motherfucker. Don't call me anymore. Anymore? <laughs> he never. She never called. So what do you think, Doctor Drew? Is that an overreaction or? Um, 
it's also perfectly normal, perfectly natural. You can't you can't have her suck your dick if you have a pillow on her face. Uh, and uh, and then why do they always go? You suck black dick. I, I know. It's why don't they get it's, racial? I, it's racist. It's why to me, why, it's why do they have to go racist. there? Just yeah, say dick. Yeah. You know, Bobby. Know. It's interesting that you say that. We have a clip for you. Of what? You know, what's interesting is that what Good Morning Julia and this guy have in common, what Dr. Drew was mentioning, was that narcissism. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing of like, he was waiting for Joe to turn ugly like yeah. that. And instead, this guy ended now up turning. Now we have this? Rage. He, he does a thing here that's very interesting. Let's If we psychoanalyze sure. this, uh, for people that have no background doing this at all or schooling, sure. I'll, I'll just ahead. say, <laughs> he says, you're a cocksucker motherfucker. And then he says... You can suck my cock, yeah. motherfucker. Sure. And then he Interesting. said, and then he said, you're too ugly to suck my cock. Right. He wants it, but he with doesn't want it. With he's a real hard to get. Here. And then yes. go suck some black dicks. Yeah. I mean, why did he? Why? Oh, maybe he's into cucking. Maybe he <laughs> maybe. wants to see her suck maybe. other black cocks. Oh, yeah. That's what that seems dude. like. Yeah. So, that is a guy that could be into that. Yeah, yeah, but they always say that as if black dicks is even more it's, like yeah, it's harsher, or something. harsher yeah. or something or. Yeah. More disrespectful. I just yeah. I don't like. No, I, yeah. to me, when you do that, you've gone completely off the rail now. Yeah. It's like, it's like, come on. Right. If he said, suck yellow Korean dick, the, I would have just left. Oh, that's too much. That, that would have pulled me over on the, off the edge. Too much. Yeah. Too when much? they go, they suck his yellow little gook dick. <laughs> if they could said that, if that guy said that, I would have left. That would have been too much. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have played that for you. But Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's not little. Do you watch... Um, it's not little. I'm sure not. It's proportional to my body size. Okay. Medium. You're medium small. size. I'm, no, I'm small. No, you're not small. Um, but when people go... I hate that stereotype when they go, Asians have small... Like, you think Yao Ming has a small dick? I don't think you so. You think God gave him the big feet and the big hands and the little dick? He wouldn't be No, no. Cool. He has the proportional, right? I'm sure. And I'm this. Yeah, yeah. You know, my dick looks like E.T. when he was in the river sick. You're a little defensive. Remember when E.T. was in the si- river sick? Kind of. That's what, like, gray and just like. Yeah, he pulled his head back down. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And then when I pull it out, flowers die and the, the glow's gone. Oh. But if somebody touches it, it's yeah, fine. There, there we go. There we go. It's going to go we home. Got, we got yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, do I don't watch, ever want to do that again. Do you watch Killing Eve? I don't ever want to do that with Why? you again. That, was, that was really weird. Everything else has been cool, but that's that was I, I, honestly that was like me putting my penis on the tip of your rectum. Oh, that's what I felt like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's well, not it do felt that. like that to you, and <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you've had some issues that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to really evoke that, that for you. Are you watching Killing Eve? No, is it? Uh, oh. was, is that the one with the uh, um, Sandra Oh? Yes, my girlfriend's seen it. Oh my god, it's great. Oh my god, you you will love it. I can't watch it. Why? Because I can't watch um, anything that if I know somebody in it. Oh, you know Sandra? Yeah, I love her. Uh, like if I see if I, I if I'm a, let's say I was a, a watching a movie. Yeah, and you popped up. Yeah, it takes me. I would have left. Yeah, it takes me out. But 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 you need to the the other woman that plays the psychopath. I heard she's great. Yeah, you need to watch. Those. I'll watch Killing Eve. Yeah, yeah. You, I want to support Sandra. I want to no. I want to I want to support right, um, Sandra as well. You should. All right, is that or is that have we done our job with the videos? That's all the okay, videos. We've got a couple of questions for oh, you. Oh, we got through that. Yeah, we did a good you did a good job, Bob. You really did. Uh, I'm a twenty five year old and I have fetish of watching transgender porn, but only girl with girls. Girl with girl transgender. I always have to map these out. A trans woman or man in that matter, but it seems to be a big fetish. However, I only find women attractive and I only have sex with women. I don't know what to think about this, but it's bugging me. Why can't I get over this fetish? 
uh blah 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 keep the jeans high and tight yeah yeah okay. <laughs> i'll be watching the show every this Friday. is a man yeah. watching porn it's a man i i can't figure out if he watches a woman and a a a, a, a female and a transgender female or what what he's like he just likes transgender stuff and when guys get sort of down that path and can't get out it's usually kind of a porn addiction it because they because they usually they go to more and more and more sort of provocative stuff and until they find something that's uh oh you've been down there you okay are you still there now i just i just i i watched something i just i don't know something I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't say it. You watched something recently? No, I'm on a, you know, I'm on a, a ABC sitcom, the family. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, if I say this, if I, if I say it, I don't know. Okay. Th I don't want to hear about it. I want to tell you though. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. You can send a video in later or a, or a voicemail, right? Yeah. Okay. We won't know it's you. Yeah. But this, but this, um, I really. Well, you had, you had sort of a sexual addiction thing with this stuff and with the, yeah. So. And and it's it's not a it's not a big deal because it's it, it's never look whatever you're into but but you see it doesn't translate into his real life so you know it's not his preference it's just sort of a visual thing that he has to use to get off so he might he, bottom line take some time off I also want to say this about time porn off, in its off, in itself off. and and how technology and, and 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 as it relates to pornography oh it's a big deal in the eighties where I grew up in high school yeah if you wanted to see porn. You'd have to go to an empty field or a theater. Yeah, take take a rock. Yeah, open up the rock. Yeah, and there's a hustler magazine. Yeah. that everyone watched. Y yes, and there's a mildew titty. Yes, you know what I mean? with the smell. Yeah, with the, the smell, smell, right? <laughs> and you would just jerk off really quickly. I mean, that's our exposure to yeah. porn, right? Although, even with that limited exposure, yeah, there's something about the 14 to 16 year old brain that you see something in those pages that that becomes the thing for you. It's so weird how brain, yeah, 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 yeah. male brains get a preference during yeah, that But age imagine age. now though, kids, I know, that's kids I, can watch. We don't even know. Everything. Average, earliest, average age of exposure is like nine or something now. It's oh crazy. my God. We, don't, we have any idea. This is where all that stocking shit comes from. You think so? I think so. I think that's where it's coming from. Uh, here is a question for you, Bobby. Maybe I, I like old man porn. Oh, old man with young women? Yeah, okay. Whatever you're into, man. And is your, It's getting weird. Is your um, female companion a lot younger than you? Just curious. Okay. Uh, do taller women, this is for you, do taller women have longer vaginas? Justin wants to know. No, but can I tell you my theory on that? Go ahead. And I want every guy to do this. If you're on a date with a woman, mm -hmm. first date, this is this is Sir Walter Raleigh. If yeah, you're, yeah. If you're, if you're this is, really this a is going to work really well for you. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Look at her at a dinner table. Look uh -huh. at her, look at her eyes and tell her this: the size and shape of a woman's mouth is directly proportional to the size and shape of their vagina. Oh. And then watch her lips during dinner, and they'll do this. Oh, I see. Yes, they'll they'll, they'll telegraph. We call that telegraphing. They, they'll make their they'll make their mouth. I smaller. would argue, Bobby, that if women were men and not women, then for sure that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what a man would do if yeah, yeah, he were a woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not. They're women. They're way I, better than I us. I know, man. Way Jesus, better. It was just a joke, bro. I get it. I get all emotional, I'm dude. Emotional. I'm just, just pointing I'm just throwing out it out there. I'm just throwing it out there, man. Fuck. Bobby Lee, what's coming up? Where's the podcast? Where should we go? All right, we go? so I'm on a show. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, when does this come out? 
gentlemen. This will come out, uh, I'd say, probably early March. What? Yeah, yeah. It's about the time when I'm going to do your podcast. I'll be on your podcast. Oh, so you're going to release this later? Yeah. Yeah, we're banking a couple episodes. I'm going to be in New York for a little while. All right, all right. Yeah. So here's what I want to plug, okay? All right. I want to plug my podcast. It's called Tiger Belly. And I can't want... wait to go on it. I really can't. It's going to be so much fun. I, and, and honestly, and why we... were you surprised when I said I wanted to go on it? Because um, you're you were on our like short list, and also I, I and I they, my producer was like, "Can you get him?" And I didn't know how to get a hold of you or anything. So when I ran into you at that uh, comedy store yeah. event, right, I, that's when I asked, right? Yeah, and and I when said, you of said course. yes, it was really exciting. Uh, it's it's yeah. exciting for me. I I'm, I've always been a fan of yours, and now I'm a bigger fan. I didn't know the the story. Your 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 story is vivid for me. Oh, and, thanks, man. And. Uh, I, I may send you people to help, frankly. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. So. I'm also on a sitcom. I think March is still going to be on. It's on Tuesday nights. It's called Splitting Up Together. And I hope... Watch it, everybody. Watch Everyone it. that hear our voices, watch it, watch it, watch it. But seriously, thanks Set for having me. This was so much fun, man. You did a great job. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. Dude, and I will not, I'll not do any more finger touching with you, I promise. Just one more. One more. Just, just one more. Just... You told me to never do that I again. I want to just one more time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, you, one more time when we when we start your podcast. All right, so we'll do it one be, more time. Our own little yeah. secret. Our uh, little secret. secret. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. You all will be in on it, but it'll be a secret. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. as always. Again, it's drfdark at gmail dot com eight one eight two five three with one six nine Website for you. BobbyLeeLive.com. Check it out. We'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.